Hello, everyone. I'm Alex Rodriguez from Uber Eats, filling in for Ale Choza. Welcome to our partner podcast series. On this episode, we'll be talking to Jeff Cornejo, Grand Marshal Liaison to the Seattle Pride Board of Directors. As you know, June is Pride Month in Seattle and across the globe. As a presenting sponsor for the festival and parade, the whole Uber team is proud and beyond excited to celebrate love and equality with the city's LGBTQ plus community. As a member of this community, Pride is deeply personal. Growing up with a Pride in Manhattan, I was fortunate to be surrounded by people who, like me, were able to be themselves and feel proud of who they were. As I got older, I realized that that was something I took for granted and that not everyone gets that type of exposure and could potentially be harmed for these types of displays of authenticity. I march now for every single person around the globe still fighting for basic human rights to love who they love and be their true self. We've come so incredibly far, but there's still so much more work to be done. And while pride may seem like a giant party, it's really an opportunity for everyone who's still fighting that fight to let their hair down and have fun. Before welcoming our guest, I want to remind you that the Seattle Pride Parade is Sunday, June 24th, and starts at 11 a.m. It starts downtown on 4th Avenue and ends near 2nd and Denny Way, and it's expected to last until around 1.30 p.m. If you're going to be out driving, check the consecutive trips offer in your email to learn about earning opportunities during the celebration. So today we want to discuss Pride and what it means to people here in Seattle. As I mentioned at the start, we're honored to have with us Jeff Cornejo, Grand Marshal Liaison to the Board of Seattle Pride. Jeff, welcome. Can you give us some background on Pride and talk about its impact on the community? Yes, definitely. And thank you for having me. Um, So we're celebrating the 44th anniversary of our uh, Pride here. We recognize it as the first time that our community got together to commemorate the Stonewall Riots. Um, So next year is actually the 50th anniversary of that. Um, But we recognize uh, 1974 as the first year um, in Seattle Pride because it mostly resembles what we now think of as our parade. Uh, Basically, a small group of individuals got together and demonstrated, basically came out publicly with signs and requesting to be acknowledged by the larger community down in um, Occidental Park in Pioneer Square. So that was like the birthplace of our pride. And then from there, the marchers uh, went on to take over at the uh, International Fountain at Seattle Center. They were trying to like uh, join hands and wrap around the fountain, but there weren't enough participants. So for our 40th anniversary, actually a couple years ago, we had so many people there that we were actually for the first time able to everyone join hands and wrap around the entire fountain. Um, and anyway, so that's that's the first year. That's what we recognize as our first pride. Um, but really, it took until 77 for the city to recognize it as an event, for the mayor to even recognize a pride uh, week uh, for, for our community. And since then, uh, I mean, it's, it's a kind of an incredible journey uh, in preparation for our 45th uh, year. Um, I've actually been uh, doing a lot of research just to uncover like the history of uh, the parade and who's organized it. It's amazing how... Over the years, different groups have done this, and also the intent has changed, but in many ways has stayed the same. We're still fighting for the right to love. We're still fighting for um, civil rights, uh, protection under the law, and then we still have internal battles. Um, Is it a parade? Is it a march? Is it a party? Is it activism? Luckily, this board, uh, which I've been a part of since 2012, believes in being inclusive and in acknowledging all of those aspects. It is a party. It is a demonstration. It is a march. It is a parade. (laughs) Uh, It is a time for us to 
turn our sorrow uh, into joy, but it's also a time to let our hair hair down (laughs) and have a good time. Um, And as far as like uh, my role and uh, what I do, basically every year I send out a survey to the community asking who should be our grand marshals. So those are the people that usually start the parade and we honor them and their work in the community. And so after people have submitted their surveys, um, I basically find out everything I can about these people and draft up a big report uh, for the board. And then they get to decide, um, you know, I make recommendations, but then we collectively decide um, who do we want to honor and why. This year, uh, our theme is Pride Beyond Borders. A lot of our um, honorees have actually done work that impacts people outside of just Seattle. Um, and then two of our honorees are actually like the embodiment of Pride Beyond Borders. One of them was an American um, or a, a translator uh, for the American Army in, during the Iraq War. And then the other uh, was a uh, Iraqi soldier. And they met uh, in the middle of war. They didn't know that the other one was uh, gay. Um, they kind of figured that out uh, and they fell in love. I mean, we're talking about two guys closeted, falling in love in the middle of the Iraq war. And the journey that they went to get out of that situation, um, they lived in different countries. They were in exile for a while. They ended up in Canada. They were trying to seek asylum here in the U.S. Uh, And eventually, I think it wasn't until 2015, they actually got married and were granted asylum here. And now they live in Seattle. Um, Logo did this amazing uh, documentary on their on on their journey. It's called Out of Iraq: A Love Story, um, and it's won two daytime Emmys. Anyway, so we like someone nominated them, and I found them. <laughs> I was like, "Can you march in our parade as a grand marshal?" That's great. Thank you for sharing that, and we love that mission of unity and uplifting the community. We are so excited to stand with the LGBTQ plus community for this year's Pride festivities and beyond. Uh, as part of the celebration. We've got some events planned that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, the first one is our partnership with the Country Doctor Community Health Center, or as we call it, CDCHC. The CDCHC's mission is to provide affordable health care for everyone and to celebrate Pride Month. They're offering free HIV tests on June 20th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's a great cause, and Uber is getting involved by offering rides to and from the event. On the 20th, riders can use a promo code to get $10 off up to two rides to and from the CDCHC clinic, which is located on Capitol Hill on 19th Avenue East. I think it's so important to support programs like this, and I applaud uh, you, uh, your organization so much for doing it. Um, allowing people to easily get tested for HIV Uh, is one of the ways in which we will actually combat this disease. Um, And then the second way is to destigmatize people living with HIV. Those two things go hand in hand. And I honestly believe um, that we can see the end to uh, to HIV in our lifetime. I wrote an article about it in the Pride Guide, where basically every, every organization working to end HIV now realizes that you can still live with this disease. It's more of a chronic disease than like a life-ending, life-threatening thing like it was in the 80s and 90s. But the reason it's it's not going away is because some people aren't talking about it. They don't get tested. They're afraid that to get tested means that other people are going to judge them as, you know, being promiscuous or in some cases being a sex worker or being a drug addict. And that's that doesn't solve it. If you don't know your status, 
um, you could spread the disease. You can have it without knowing it. Um, and if we stigmatize people living with HIV by assuming that they did something or they deserved it, that continues to perpetuate the problem. So having events like these and supporting clinics like these uh, is so important and so meaningful. Yeah, I agree. We're totally proud to be involved in that service, and we really hope that we have a great turnout that day. Another event Uber is offering for Pride that has been a big hit for the past two years are our drag shows on demand going for its third consecutive year. On June 23rd, from 2 to 6 p.m., riders in Capitol Hill, South Lake Union, or downtown Seattle can request a drag queen on the Pride vehicle view in the Uber app. If they're available, drivers will give one of the six featured drag queens a ride to the rider's party. The first time I heard about this program, I like my jaw dropped. I think it's the coolest thing ever. I can only imagine throwing a party and then opening the app, and then all of a sudden I now have a drag queen or two there performing and taking photos with everyone. Um, and so what I remember from last year, because um, last year was the first time um, Uber partnered with us as well, Seattle Pride. So thank you again for partnering with us this year. Last year, all I remember is the community loving it and talking about it. Um, I uh, know one of the uh, drag queens. I won't mention who they are. Um, and they just loved the experience. They just thought it was the coolest thing. And they were so happy to be a part of it. And I think uh, drag queens now, in part because of RuPaul's Drag Race, play such an important role for our community. I mean, they always have. Um, they really always have. But now, with the celebrity status that they're getting, they really have the opportunity to change public perception while at the same time uplifting the voices of people that feel outcast or isolated. They are combating toxic masculinity and they're also sending messages of love. I mean, how RuPaul ends his show almost brings me to tears every week. You know, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen, amen up in here? <laughs> it's a it's a thing. Like it's a it's a it's an anthem now. It's a motto for our community. Uh, I mean, I'm tearing up as I'm saying it now. Um, so yeah, this program is amazing. Uh, partnering with drag queens, especially local talent, I think is so important. Uh, that's what we try to do at Seattle Pride. Uh, our stage announcers at the parade are always local drag queens. We try to change it up every year, bring new talent as well as like our like well-known, uh, well-established local uh, uh, drag queens. And actually this year we're bringing drag kings for the first time. Oh, wow. They'll be at the L stage. Uh, it's the last stage uh, towards Denny. They're, they're amazing. They're great. I'm so excited for the community to, to see them. Before we sign off, here's another reminder to check your email for special earning opportunities available around the Pride Parade on Sunday, June 24th. It should be a lovely day. Jeff, thanks so much for being here. Anything else you'd like to share about the parade or Pride? No, totally. Thank you so much for having me. And um, yeah, no, just uh, make sure you show up on 4th Avenue on Sunday, uh, June 24th and get there early. It starts at 11, but I mean, people start showing up around like 8 in the morning and camping out. Um, and we'll have three, I think we have three beer gardens. Oh, don't quote me on that. Check out your Pride Guide. Uh, it's available almost everywhere for free, or you can just go to seattlepride.com uh, slash pride guide, and you'll find the um, copy online. Awesome. Special thanks to all the Uber driver partners out there for your role in the awesome events we discussed today. And thanks for listening. For more episodes of the Uber Partner Podcast, check out t.uber.com backslash partner podcast. And have a great day and happy pride. Happy pride. <laughs>